Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps people like to listen? How do I make money from my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. I love Anchor because it allows me to record without having to spend thousands of dollars on equipment that I would probably have difficulty using anyways. So Anchor makes it all possible with a simple app. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start to join me, Lou Mavs, and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. You're listening to the Music is Life podcast with your host, Lou Mavs. On the Rat Sound Review Network. What's going on, everybody? It's Lou Mavs. You're listening to the Music is Live podcast exclusively on the Rat Sound Review Network. You can also find me on iTunes, Google Podcasts, uh, Spotify, Spreaker, and a bunch of other hosts of fine, delicious podcasts. <laughs> Anyways. It's, uh, well, it's, let's see, it's Thursday morning, uh, March 19th, 2010, and as you hear the car rumbling in the background, I am just coming home from delivering a couple of Uber Eats deliveries. Uh, yes, part of my income is as an Uber driver, but with the recent outbreak of the coronavirus, um, I am doing my part to um, socially distance myself, I guess you could say. So rather than have people in my car, I'm just delivering food around. And it's not my only source of income. I do work full time. Uh, thankfully, my boss has made it so that uh, we work from home two to three days a week, which is great. Now I just need a better RAM and a better hard drive for my home laptop because it's slow as shit. <laughs> but, you know, that's okay. It was bound for an upgrade anyways. So, big announcement. All music shows, uh, all all live performances, I should say, have been, <laughs> seems like they've been indefinitely postponed. And this is a shame for many musicians in the Long Island area, but not just them, but also all local musicians around the country and touring musicians, including people who were supposed to tour the States for the first time in a very long time, such as Frank Marino and Mahogany Rush, who that... that that sucks, because I'd love to see that dude in concert. 
Um, no idea what this is going to mean for the summer stadium tour with Molly Crew, Def Leppard, Poison, and Joan Jett. But hopefully by the summertime, all this will be under control. Uh, but as far as my band Hard Drive is concerned, we had a double header this weekend. Uh, Friday night in Patchogue at Rudy's Bar and Grill. And Saturday night at Repeal 18 in Huntington. So those shows have been canceled. Or hopefully postponed. And I don't know how long this is going to last. I don't think anybody has an idea. Um, it's a damn shame. Um, you know, uh, local musicians depend on that extra cash that they make on the weekends to, you know, help pay for stuff. And it's funny how this is kind of coming in the wake after California and I think even New Jersey um, decided to do away with the whole uh, gig work type um, arrangement that venues have with artists. I, right now, it's like, you know, they want W2s to come into play. And most musicians, including myself, actually feels like this hurts the artists more. Because let's say that, you know, you're a sole proprietor or you're in a partnership. And let's say you hire someone to fill in for a musician. Well, that musician is officially a hired gun. They're an employee of yours, which if you're playing at a venue, you're an employee of the venue. So the venue pays you, but then you still have to give the hired gun their rate. And what's not to say that their rate, uh, you know, to fill in is higher than what you're earning. So how are you going to pay him? You probably won't even be able to afford to pay him because everybody's on a W-2 where they're getting taxes taken out. It's a whole mess. Um, I'm hoping this doesn't reach New York because New York has a lot of local musicians who I don't even think that unless they play at a venue where a contract is required... A lot of them either pay for, uh, play for the door, or they'll work out a set fee with the uh, with 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 the venue, uh, the manager, or the uh, booker, booking agent, whatever you know. So this is going to hurt a lot of people. I mean, you know, if 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 the law in California, New Jersey didn't, this definitely is because now no one's getting paid. And to make matters worse, a lot of the venues are gonna lose out on all the extra bodies because they can't really have any patrons in there nobody's giving tips for drinks or food um as an uber eats driver i'm delivering the food for a lot of them and you know it's a hard time for a lot of people because a lot of people can't afford a tip now you know for me tipping's always good but I always tell people that they're not obligated to tip me because I've known for the longest time that as much as people want to say that in the Trump economy, things are going better, it's still tough for a lot of people. So I try to be as incredibly empath empathetic as I possibly can. And it's not a knock on the president. It's just the reality of it. So... You know, you, you you do your part. And I'm just grateful that 
I even get money coming in from the drop-offs that I do. Um, so, you know, not working with people, not, you know, not delivering people from location to location, but, you know, I, it's gotten to a point where it's like, you know what, you, you have to survive in this world, you gotta still pay the bills, okay, utility companies are not stopping their, uh, their billing, mortgage and landlords, uh, you know, you know, people who rent, their property and mortgage companies are not stopping their, uh, you know, their payments because, well, you know, you're, you're locked into an agreement, so you don't really have a choice. And I have a family to provide for. I have a wife and I have a daughter, a 20-month-old daughter, who depend on me to make this extra cash. So I said, well... could either become a victim of it or I could adapt and do the best that I can. So that's what I'm doing. You know, I'm still maintaining the social distancing thing and, you know, trying to keep myself, well, in, in, in check, you know, I, I want to stay healthy. I'm trying to keep my wife and daughter healthy and my dog healthy. And, you know, but I realize that people are, well, People are hungry, and a lot of them don't cook, but they know how to use Uber Eats, so surviving, that's the best I could do. Um, I'm not complaining, though. Uh, I'm in a position where I'm grateful that I kind of can do my own thing. Uh, A lot of people are not in that position. Um, either their jobs are shut down and they're not making any loot or a lot of them can't work because they're sick, you know, and like I said, a lot of people in the food service industry, you know, or, you know, the, the bar owners, the venue owners, a lot of them are losing money. So I know when this, I know when this blows over, um, I know that uh, my friend Heather Grace, who's the guitar player in the Bon Jovi tribute, Lay Your Hands on Me, was talking about doing a benefit show maybe for a lot of the Long Island venues to try and raise some money for them so they could pay their rent or they could pay their employees or whatever. Um, Not sure how many bands want to partake in that. Not sure how many venues will or if that point ever comes, can partake in that. But I've already told her hard drive will, you know, we'll throw our name in there. And, you know, I'll even get on stage and jam with you, you know, like we'll, we'll play a Bon Jovi song or whatever. <laughs> so, you know, um, I'm glad to see that there are musicians out there who want to do their part and, you know, keep this music scene alive out here. And again, if you ask me, um, cover bands, trivia bands, original acts, they're all valid. You know, we're all in the same boat. A lot of us that are in original acts, you know, play for nothing just to be heard and hopefully hope that the right person hears it. And, uh, cover bands, well, you know, a lot of us are just weekend warriors. You know, we go, we play, we get paid, we bring home the money. 
and we say, hey, let's get Chinese tonight. <laughs> so, you know, everyone has their reasons for playing music, all valid, but it's going to get to a point right now where, you know, the musicians are definitely going to have to give back to the venues to keep them around. And that's the sad reality of it. And, you know, I'm hoping that when that time comes, Hard Drive will be able to do our part and we'll, uh, you know, we'll be there because, you know, Long Island's our home. And I hope a lot of you musicians who listen to this in wherever areas you are, I hope you feel the same way that I do. You know, your vendors are going to need that help. Um, interestingly enough, as this podcast is being recorded, and I didn't mention this the night that I did my tribute to Neil Peart of Rush, but I am organizing a benefit concert for St. Jude's Children's Research Hospital. Uh, we're calling it Rush for a Cause which is similar to a benefit concert that I did 10 years prior called Metal for a Cause, where a bunch of us got together to raise money for my brother-in-law, Michael Amoth, who, as I mentioned before, is the owner of uh, Mara Wealth, a great uh, online uh, website and source for people to get advice on the stock market, which... You know, I'm sure a lot of people are panicking right now with what's going on with the stock market. But if we learned anything from the Great Depression, the stock market fluctuates. It's a living, breathing thing. Okay? People get sick, they take a fall. That's what's going on with the stock market right now. But there's always a fighting chance to bounce back better than you were before just like a sick person who's ailing. And I would tell anybody out there who's got stocks right now, don't panic, all right? Um, ride it out or pull your money out. <laughs> you know, accept the tax loss. You know, do what you got to do. But, you know, just, just know that, you know, better to come back into it again when the stocks get better. But anyways, I'm I'm not um I'm deviating from what I'm trying to say right now and I apologize for that. Um so I was in the middle of organizing a benefit concert uh for St. Jude's Research Hospital called Rush for a Cause where I had Snakes and Arrows, my old uh Rush tribute band um headlining and with a bunch of musicians from the Long Island community getting together to play one to two Rush songs of their choice to raise money for uh, a children's cancer charity. And again, this is in response to what Getty Lee and Alex Lifeson said about, you know, donate to your favorite cancer charity in honor of Neil. So we wanted to do this on a grander scale. And the day that we had chosen was the Sunday before Father's Day. So I think that's the 14th of June at 89 North from 2 to 6 on 89 North Ocean Avenue in Patchogue. But even that looks like it's going to be postponed. So, you know, there's nothing I could do about that. I'd rather anyone who would come to see it or support it or play with it 
you know, play, playing it. I'd rather keep him safe. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure anybody in my situation or a higher risk situation would feel the same. So I still got that on the back burner for now, but as for what's going to happen with it, I don't know at this point. Um, disappointed because I was hoping that this coronavirus epidemic wouldn't have escalated the way that it did. Um, and it, it's funny. Um, I almost feel like the media causing panic amongst the people. I almost feel like that's doing more damage than the virus itself. Um, not that I'm trying to downplay the severity of the virus. You know, uh, I have uh, my friend Shaheen who told me that he's got family and, and friends in Iran where they're getting affected by it and nobody's talking about it. My mom, who only watches the Greek news because, well, she barely understands English, really, but it was telling me that the epidemic over, over there is pretty bad. And then, you know, what you see in, in the news, Italy's on shutdown. People are staying in their homes until they figure it out. And they're playing music with each other through their balconies, which I thought was a beautiful thing. Um, Manhattan is kind of like a ghost town at this point. And, you know, um, and the media keeps on pushing it and they're, you know, exacerbating the situation. They're politicizing it and it's sickening. And I say this as somebody who's involved in media, who wants nothing to do with media anymore, who hasn't wanted anything to do with the media industry for about a good two and a half, maybe three years. Um, you know, it's funny when I washed my hands of it the first time around. In November 2015, um, I uh, when I when I left Viacom, I thought going to NBC. I said, "Well, maybe I just needed a new start." No, it's bad wherever you go. The panic that the uh, <laughs> that the media pushes on society, um, it's just as bad as it is in the corporate structure of it. So glad I'm not a part of that anymore. And I, I I can't help but feel sickened by the way a lot of them are just handling it. You know, a lot of them are politicizing it to a point where I just think it's unbearable. And especially since it's a uh, presidential election year, you have people that are advocating for socialized medicine and are more behind Bernie Sanders than they ever were before. And... You have President Trump, who's trying to work with um, the CDC and even the governor of New York, Andrew Cuomo, who's who does not consider uh, Trump a friend or even an ally. And he's praising Trump on his recent discussions with him over what his administration is doing to combat this uh, coronavirus. Which I'm just like, it must be freezing in hell right now because I never thought I'd ever hear a Cuomo praise Trump. 
let alone uh, Governor Cuomo or his brother Fredo. Oh, I'm sorry, I mean Chris, whatever. But, uh, you know, stranger things have happened. And, you know, I, this isn't a political podcast, but, you know, I, 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 my reaction to all this is just sort of me regurgitating, I guess, you know, everything that I'm reading on the internet or I'm looking at in a news article. Thank God I don't have cable because I don't want to uh, deal with it, uh, you know, deal well, deal with CNN or MSNBC or even Fox News. However, you know, what I witnessed in the supermarket this weekend was, uh, it was sad. I went to the shop right over in Bethpage. And with the lockdown coming on, my wife's stuck at home for the next two weeks, you know, doing an online Blackboard program with her uh, students. And my job has made it so that we work from home two to three days a week. So we're cooped up in the house. And Sunday, I actually go down to a recording session with Sinks and Arrows just to, you know, hear what they're doing because I was going to help them make press kits eventually once this all blows over. So my wife texts me. She's like, can you do bulk food shopping since I'm going to be home the next two weeks? And I said, sure. I go to the supermarket. There's still a lot of stuff there. But, like, there's no beef left. There's no turkey beef. There's no uh, turkey meat. There's no chicken left. There's nothing. I found veal liver. Veal liver. And all I could say to myself was, couldn't you have spared the calf? It didn't even live its full life. (laughs) And who the hell is going to eat veal liver anyways? Uh, Most... Most, if not all, the mac and cheese was gone. Uh, There was one box of yellow rice left. And if anyone knows me, they know I love yellow rice. Uh, Some pasta left. I was able to buy a couple of boxes of that. And, you know, I saw the saddest thing. I saw this, this little old lady. And, you know, she was trying to reach for, like, one of the pasta boxes. And I grabbed it for her. And she was like, don't you want it? I said, no, I got it for you. I said, yeah, I'll give you another one of these boxes. And she said, oh, no, what about you? I said, I'm, I'll be fine. You know, like, I thankfully, I had enough food uh, purchased for my family that I was like, I could spare you a box. You know, and she was just so grateful. Another situation I saw where there was like, I think, one can of disinfectant spray left. And this guy, he was like 6'2". And this uh, other, and, and this woman, they were both reaching for it. And he grabbed it. He turned around. He saw her. And he said, you could have it. And she was so grateful for it. And I, I think that's so touching. I, I think it's, I think it's beautiful when people are actually looking out for each other in times of a crisis. Meanwhile, after I do all my shopping, about $300 worth, go ahead, ridicule me for all you want. Like I said, I have a family to provide for. Um, I asked the woman behind the cashier, I said, uh, how bad is, 
how how bad do you think it's going? She said, "Oh, everyone's a lot nicer today than than they were yesterday." I'm like, "Why? What happened yesterday?" Mind you, this is Sunday we're talking about, so she's talking about Saturday. I asked you what happened the day before. She said, "Oh, two guys got into a fist fight over the last box of." Uh, <laughs> I think it was. Uh, again, I I, I want to be sure about this because I I don't want to be lying. I I actually think it was over uh, bread. Two men got into a fist fight at ShopRite and Bethpage over bread. And I say this because I recall looking at the bread section and there was nothing there. Oh, but you know what was in the bread section? Was toilet paper rolls. Figure out the irony of that. Everybody's killing each other over toilet paper the previous two weeks. Two men get into a fight at ShopRite over bread. And what's in the bread aisle but toilet paper? Oh, what a world we live in. I almost equate that to my experience as an Uber driver, where I say 95% of my customers are usually very good people. Then you have the 5% that ruin it for you. And unfortunately, that's the percentage that sticks out the most because of the few jackasses who ruin the experience for you. But, you know, I was uh, a little over... No, not a little. I was very overcome with emotion. I couldn't help but feel guilty that I was... uh, you know, buying all this food for the family. I I felt really guilty about it because I'm just like, you know what? What what if some older person wants to come in and they, you know, and and they just want to buy some, you know, some, some beef or some steak or whatever, and there's barely anything left in the meat section. And they're going to go home. They're not going to have any, you know, food to feed their family. Meanwhile, it's like my whole thing was I was able to buy one steak, like one um, case of like turkey meatballs and things like that. And I was planning on rationing them between my wife and I, which we, we both agreed that we would do and made sure that our daughter was taken care of. We're trying to be smart about this. We're trying to be reasonable about this, empathetic towards other people. And then you have a couple of morons who, you know, ruin it for everybody because um, they're in such a panic over what's going on because of what the media is pushing on them. So a big, you know, I'm, I, I don't want to curse. I don't want to curse, but you know what? To all the media outlets out there, MSNBC, CNN, even Fox News, well, yeah, throw them in. Uh, all the newspapers out there that are exacerbating this panic amongst the people, seriously, keel over and stop breathing. There, I'll say that. That's my new, that's my new thing. Keel over and stop breathing, please. Because you're doing more damage to people than the freaking. Uh, 
than, than, than this pandemic ever is. <sighs> anyway, but back to what I was saying before, though, I think it's important that no matter how bad it gets, we should really make it a point to maintain our integrity, be smart, be civil, be empathetic, get what you need, disregard the things that you don't need, and just stop politicizing everything. Because in the end, we're all trying to survive out in this world. Whether you believe in God or you don't, whether you believe in more right-leaning based politics or left-leaning based politics. We're all trying to survive in this world. All right? We're, we, we should be more united as a society by the things that we like than the things that we don't. Everyone keeps on saying, oh, you know, we're being divided, we're this and that. You're allowing yourselves to be divided because you get so caught up in your own bullshit that you're not seeing the forest before the trees. All right? There's kids out there that need to be taken care of. There are elderly people out there that need to take, be taken care of. My mom is going to be 81 years old in May. My brother, who's 54, had kidney replacement surgery two and a half years ago. He hasn't needed dialysis since. They are, in terms of my family, my two last remaining blood relatives of the original five of us, meaning my mom, my dad, and my two brothers and myself. All right? If I lose them, that's it. I mean, I'm so grateful that I have my two nieces, Faye and Lily, who I love dearly. I'm so glad that I have my sisters-in-law, um, you know, Bessie and, and Cassandra and Melissa, I'm so glad that I have my brother-in-law, Mikey. But, oh, and my, my future brother-in-law-to-be, Ryan. Yes, my sister-in-law, Cassandra, got engaged. I'm very happy for them. But, you know, in terms of, like, my immediate family, that's all I got left is my mom and my brother. And they're both in Astoria. And I can't be there. I can't be there to you know, drop food off. I can't be there to check in on them. I can't even bring my daughter over to them. My mom, who's going to be 81, she can't see her granddaughter. It sickens me. You know, I, I, I'm a lot of things. You know, I'm, 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 a, I'm a technical copywriter. I'm, I'm an Uber driver. I'm a musician. I'm a husband. I'm a father. I'm a son. I'm a brother. I'm a human being. All of us are. We're not machines. We're not, you know, made to be indestructible. We're human beings who take our logic for granted because we're too caught up in our own bullshit. And that really needs to stop. Because, you know, the moment we take the things, the blessings, the good things in life... The moment we take those for granted, we can lose it all. You know, there were times as a musician where I really resented my talent. There were times where I was just like, 
you know, God, what am I doing? Like, you know, you know, playing guitar, you know, for all these years and I never made a dime from it. And that was because I just loved doing it. But it got to a point where I was putting more of myself in it for the wrong reasons. And I was a jackass for it. You know, I started to believe that my own shit didn't stink, which, you know, a lot of musicians do that. And we really shouldn't because we're not saving the world. We're just getting on stage and playing. So I was going through a huge self-pity party where there were times where I wanted to take a hammer and smash my hands and never play guitar again. And you know what? This coronavirus has kept a lot of musicians, including myself, from getting on stage and doing what we love doing that keeps us sane. So if this experience has taught me anything, it's to never take anything for granted. Because it can be taken away from you like that. So this is a cry to help. Uh, This is a cry uh, for help to uh, all the people that listen and even if you don't listen even if you don't agree with most of the things i say hopefully you'll agree with this let's just be a little kinder to each other let's be a little nicer to each other i'm not talking about political correctness i'm not talking about identity politics i'm not talking about any of that stuff civility all right If you're afraid of getting the coronavirus from someone because you're too close to them, wear plastic gloves. Do what I do. All right? When I'm dropping off, when I'm picking up people's food and dropping it off, I have gloves on. And honestly, that's a lot safer than transporting people. But regardless, we're all going to be suffering from this a little bit. And... You know, my my cry to all musicians out there is stay healthy. And when that time comes, when you're ready, when everyone's ready to go out and play, the venues are ready to go out, just take care of the venues a little bit. Because the last thing that you'd want is for one more place that you depend on to make a little extra loot to go away. And hopefully the venues will take stock in their acts and step up and be more of not just an area for these bands to come and play, but also be an area where they can help promote what's going on. So that's that's my cry for help to, uh, you know, all the musicians and all the venues out there, you know. When this is all over, let's work together. But let's start working together now in terms of how we treat each other. Let's just stop the BS, stop the self-righteousness, stop the ego trips, all right? Because I, I just said that I have a, a a mother and a brother who are high risk who could probably, God forbid, something were to happen to them for this. But I'm sure you have someone in your family or in your life that's in a similar position. So just be a little bit more conscious. Be self-aware. Read the room. All right? 
let's just try to take a little better care of each other. You know, and this goes to musicians and non-musicians. Musicians, we'll be all right when that time comes for us to be ready to come back on stage and kick some ass and entertain you all. But, you know, might be a while before I do another podcast because, well, there's nothing really music-related going on. Except for this one cool video I saw in Italy of uh, somebody blasting war pigs from Black Sabbath out the window and everybody's singing along. Thank God for Black Sabbath. That's all I got to say. Anyways, so check out some of the other shows that are going on. The Ratsaw Review Network. Uh, Wayne Noon has got, you know, the Ratsaw Review flagship show. He's also got his uh, King Diamond podcast that he does with uh, Rafiera. And he's also co-host of the Timo Tolki show. Timo Tolki, who was the founder of Stradivarius. One of my favorite uh, bands. I, I, I don't even know what to call them, but they're just a kick, they're just a kick-ass band that had to come out of Finland. Them and Amorphous, my two favorite Finnish bands. Uh, check those out. Also, check out Ian Wadley's, a.k.a. Wadzilla's new podcast, um, Diabolus and Podcastica, with uh, Josh Toomey from Talk Toomey. Uh, check out Ralph's show, The Vieira Vault. Check out... and, and, and So the, those are all the uh, podcasts from Rats Out Review that you should check out. Also check out Talking Maiden from up in Newfoundland, Canada. Uh, Josh and uh, Nesbitt doing uh, awesome podcasts in tribute to the great Iron Maiden. Check out Jacob Morris and Yakuza Kick Radio. And check out Decibel Geek with Chris and Aaron. And... Ooh, that's a lot of podcasts I just dropped. <laughs> and if you like movies, check out the... The... Uh, what's that one called? The one I've been listening to a lot of. Oh, the Projection Booth Podcast. That's a good one. And check out the Rialto Report. What they discuss... Oh, I can't discuss that. It's X-rated. But anyways, stay safe, everybody. Please take care. Now I'm quoting Jerry Springer. Please take care of yourselves and each other. Anyway, and uh, if you're missing the sounds of Hard Drive, just check us out on our website, harddriveband.com. You can access our videos from there and hear how we play our style of classic and current music. Anyways. Stay safe, everybody. Take care. God bless. And Lou Mavs Music is Life podcast signing off. Oh, 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 oh. And check out Beyond Bushido with um, my good buddy, Eric Adams, the amazing professional wrestler. All right. Cheers, everybody. Lou Mavs Music is Life podcast signing off. Later.